This podcast may contain strong language, mainly the F word. That's Wait, right. What the fuck? N- football. Mm. Therefore, if the podcast is not for you, you know what to do. Listen anyway, and who knows, you may even enjoy it. Welcome back to episode four of the Next Goal Wins podcast. The podcast that isn't a podcast. Podcast. Uh, it wouldn't be a podcast without uh, a group of us, so to speak. I'm Matt Ponta. Join with me, as always, is Luke Henry and Curtis Goodwin. I'll go to you, Luke, first. How are you? Oh, on top of the world. Arsenal in the FA Cup semi-final. I cannot believe it. Unbelievable. <laughs> very happy, my friend. Very happy. Curtis? Yeah. Yeah, to reiterate what Luke was saying, very happy with recent results going on. Um, and also, who knows, this time next week, we can all be, you know, out and about enjoying uh, enjoying life a little bit more. So, yeah, positive news. No one's going to mention the fact that the Formula One's back. They're oh, yeah. away from football. There's actual racing going on as well. Uh, yeah. you know, all sports coming back, apart from in Leicester, which, well, you know, who knows what's going on there. Exactly. But, uh, yeah, all sport is back. Um, speaking of all sport, last week we left you with some commentary, as, as you know, the next goal wins. We always leave you with a piece of commentary at the end of each podcast. And it was... Quiet, Kane, Stones, now they break. And it's headed firmly in. Harry Maguire got his head to it. If one Harry doesn't get you, the other one would. A memorable first international goal for Harry Maguire. That's right, it was Harry Maguire's goal against Sweden. What a fantastic goal. Anyway, without further ado, let's crack on with round number one. And it is, of course, the bare necessities. That's right, it's the first round of the quiz. And as you know by now, we're four episodes in. If you don't, go back and listen to the other three. So this round is all about the recent news. It's Luke against Curtis this week, because I've taken over the reins from Luke. So good luck, boys. We'll start with question number one. It's I, I think it's rather easy. So, Northampton Town were promoted to League One after beating Exeter 4-0 in the League Two playoff final. But... With two easy points. What were the two scores in both legs of their semi-finals against Cheltenham? And that's it. Time's up. Luke, you seem to have got the uh, answers on a piece of paper. What have you gone for? Yeah, I've gone for they lost the first leg 2-0 and then became the first team, I believe, in playoff history to overturn it and win 3-0 in the second leg. So I'll say lost 2-0 first leg, won 3-0 second leg. Yeah, same answer. And you are both correct. Both off to a flyer. It's 2-2 after the opening question. Question number two, a nice easy one again. Which football club was linked to a White Lives Matter banner attached to a plane? I won't give you much time for that. Three, two, one. The in-betweeners love this club, if you've ever seen that film. Curtis? Yeah, Burnley. And Luke? Yes, Burnley Football Club. In agreement with Burnley. We won't use the F word. We won't say football. Oops, sorry. Sorry, girls, at the start of the show. Said the word. Anyway, moving on to question three. Now, this one gets a little bit more difficult. Sol Campbell has left Southend by mutual consent after only taking charge last October, winning four of 23 games. But in their final victory before lockdown, who was the last Southend player to score in the 3-1 win over Bristol Rovers? Either draw a blank. Someone might be able to get this one. I'll give you a little bit of time to work this one out. Of course, it was all the way back on 7th of March. Southend three, Bristol Rovers one. Saul Campbell's fourth win as manager. Seems a long time ago now, that. Oh, it does, doesn't it? It does. Oh, gosh. There's a South End fan listening right now going, 
I know this answer. <laughs> I've only got one answer, so I'm going to say it straight away. We'll go for Simon Cox. Okay, Luke's gone for Simon Cox. Good shout. Might be the right shout. Who knows? Curtis? Draw a blank here. He's drawn a blank. It was, in fact, Terrell Egbury. He scored the second goal of the game because the third was an own goal from Bristol's Alfie Kilgore. Oh, there you go. No points there, but... Tricky, that is. Good question, wasn't it? Yeah. Anyway, we'll go back to some sort of normality here. And question number four. How much have the Premier League pledged to women's football in a bid to help start the 2020-21 season? And on the day of recording, it has been on the headline page. Both thinking Curtis has written something down. What have we gone for? A uh, random figure popped in my head. I actually didn't know about this. So obviously it's good that we have this round. Um, so I'm just going to go for a random figure of £20 million. Pounds. Right, Curtis has gone for £20 million. Luke, oh, have I've, you been reading the news? I, do you know what? I've, I completely have forgotten this and I have seen it. I'm going to go for £25 million. Pounds. So I'll have a 25 million or 10 million, but I'll go with 25. I'll go higher than Curtis. Well, according to the BBC, they've only offered 1 million to help enable oh. the 2020 2021 season to start. Oh. So not as high as either of you thought, and not as high as I would have thought either, considering the amount of money the Premier League has. Anyway, moving on to question number five. Joe Hart was recently released by Burnley, and for the first time in his 17 year professional career, he's without a club. But where did his professional career begin? I would give you a clue, but that's part of the bonus question. Luke, I'll come to you first. So I'm going to say, I'm just going to take a guess and go for Blackburn Rovers. I'm going to think of a, of a club relatively near to Birmingham. So I'm going to go for Villa, interestingly. Oh, wow. Okay, well, you are both wrong. It was Shrewsbury Town. He started his professional career off at. Anyway, for the bonus question, now you know that he started off at Shrewsbury Town, what years did he play there? All right, that's time. Luke's still writing. Curtis, have you got an answer? Yeah, um, just going off uh, his age, um, I think he's in his 30s. So I I'm going to go with a random uh, date. I'm going to go 2006. Okay, Curtis is on for 2006. Luke? Yeah, I'm trying to work it out as well. If he's 23 years old in 2010, then minus four years in 2006, he'd be 19. So I'm going to say he was the same. I'm going to go for 2007 to 2009. Well, I don't know whether I should give Curtis half a point because he was at Shrewsbury Town between 2003 and 2006. Oh, I thought it was, that was, that's very young then, very young. Wow. And that's right, we are going to VAR, just hold on a moment. Five minutes it's later, to, we've still not got a decision. The referee's now gone over to the monitor for the first time ever. And he has given the point. Oh, I don't believe it. He has given the point after about 10 minutes of confusion, they've given the point. That's how tricky VAR is. Well, that's my opinion you, on it anyway. You hate the AR, don't you, Luke? <laughs> <laughs> I love very that. accurate. What's they say on Peter Peter Crouch's show? Very accurate rhythm. Oh, I loved it on Sunday. He came I think brilliant. 
Anyway, moving on to question number six. Valencia Sporting Director Cesar Sanchez has recently resigned and the club have also sacked their manager. Who is that manager? Going yes, or is he going no? I don't know <laughs> what it is. Mr. Henry. Uh, excuse the pronunciation, but I know the name is like Saldaldez. Um and I read it earlier today, so I'm definitely sure. I think he was his second spell or something as well, just to reiterate. But yeah, I'll say Sel Daldes, or I don't know how you pronounce it, but yeah. Curtis? No, I'm not sure. Curtis has drawn a blank on that one. Luke, you are correct. Albert Celades. Celades. I yeah. think that's how you oh, say it. Whatever. Don't hold me to it. But quickly moving on, there's four points on offer here, but listen to the question carefully. You, all I've got you to do is name the four semi-finalists of the FA Cup, but in the order that they were drawn out of the bag by Alan Shearer. So you'll get two points for just naming the four semi-finalists on this one, but I'll give you four points if you can name them in the order that they were drawn out. You don't get any bonuses for knowing what number they were, but if you can tell me, it'd be even better. Don't have to, as the siphon Luke Henry was there. And if you can tell me what order they were drawn out in, you get four points. Curtis, we'll go to you first. You were writing some stuff down. Um, yeah, so it went, if I'm correct, I think it went Manchester United, who I think were ball number three. Uh, I think then it went Chelsea, who were ball number two. Uh, then it went Arsenal, who were ball number four, and then Man City, ball number one. Well, you were good, off to a good start with Man United. Number three. Luke, can you... Uh... I went with Manchester United, ball number three, Chelsea, ball number four, Arsenal, ball number one, and Manchester City, ball number two. Absolutely spot on, Mr Henry. I'll give you both four points for that one because you both got them in the correct order. Like I said, I won't give you a bonus point, Luke, but good knowledge of knowing your numbers. Imagine if we had to do that for the third round. Well, I was gutted because... Be forever. When, Manchester, when Chelsea got knocked out as ball four, I knew that when we had City then. So I knew I needed, that's <laughs> why so I wanted us to or City to come, I wanted number, ball number two to come out, but obviously we play Manchester City instead. Right, moving on to the last three questions. Um, these ones are a little bit more transfer topical. So uh, if Bayern Munich purchase Leroy Sane from Manchester City, who will the citizens consider buying in replacement? Oh, that's a tricky question. So, those of you that have followed your football in recent weeks, depending on when you're listening to this, you may even have seen this. So, Bayern Munich decide to purchase Leroy Sane from Manchester City. Who will the citizens consider buying in replacement? Curtis looking confused as he stares out his window. Luke's nodding. Ah. Uh. I'll go first, because I read this earlier today. You know, I was a pretty surprised to see that apparently the report is that Bayern Munich want to pay £35 million for Leroy Sane, considering the financial market, but City are holding out for £50 million. And then the name that was drawn as a replacement was actually your boy, Jack Grealish. That's the report I read. That's not the report you might not have gone for, so I'm going to say Jack Grealish. Okay. Curtis? Uh... I'm going to go for a Bayern Munich player. I'm going to go Serge Gnabry. 
Well, I can tell you that Luke is absolutely correct. It is Aston wow. Villa's midfield maestro, Jack Grealish. I couldn't believe it when I read it. I didn't know he wanted to go to City. I thought he was going to the other Manchester club. But who uh, knows? His favourite stadium Question... is the end. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> Potentially. Potentially. Anyway, question number nine. Now, you two may or may not know this one. Which Arsenal striker are Southampton interested in? Yeah. Might have to give you a little less time here because this is your club. You should know everything thick and thin. Now, all the ins and outs of this place. Yeah. You can't lose him. Including the, including the exits on 70 minutes in the Emirates when you're 4-0 down again. Leave it out, Ponzi, yeah? <laughs> Them days are over. I hope so for all of us. Anyway, Curtis. Um, yeah, I was quite surprised to hear that we were actually getting rid of him. Uh, but I'd go Balogun. And Luke? Yeah, Florian Balogun. 28 goals in 28 games for the youth team and then 10 goals in 15 appearances for the under-23s. Can't let go of him. Can't not let go of him. Yeah, Balogun. Have you got a little stats chart next to your uh, bedside table there of every oh, single just- Arsenal just, just, just knowledge. Yeah. <laughs> just a bit of knowledge. There we go. We'll correct for both of you there. Um, we'll move on to the final question. I think this one was quite easy. So finally, what has Jurgen Klopp said he won't be doing this summer, according to the Mirror? Luke seems to be shaking his pen and he, he might be questioning his answer now. I have to go, yes, I know it. Oh, wait. So Luke, I'll come to you. Well, the first thing I thought oh, that came into my head was about, he said he wasn't going to sign a lifetime contract. Um, so I'm just going to stay with that. But why would he do that in the summer? Or surely with the summer, I'll be, you'd be thinking it'd be something to do with spending big. But no, I'll, I'll, I'll stick originally. I'll go with a lifetime contract. Curtis? Well, they were linked with, uh, I don't know whether this is true or not, but they were linked with Kula Bali who's obviously 29 years old. Um, and I think I saw in the report that they have quite a strict transfer, um, you know, the ruling that the club have on them. So uh, my guess is uh, they won't buy players over 29 years old. Well, you're both incorrect. It was nice and simple. He just said he won't be spending millions. <sighs> so, Curtis, you're on the right lines, but he won't be spending millions, which puts an end to the bare necessities round. And it is 10-9 in favour of Luke Henry. A very, very close round. But well done, both of you, indeed. And now I believe it's time to hand over to Mr Curtis Goodwin for a different take on what's that ground. And it's not even what's that ground, is it? No, that is correct, Matt. Uh, We're changing up this week. So it's not uh, what's that ground. It is actually this week. It's who's that manager? Uh, So in round two, the boys will have to guess which five players have played under one manager. The point system is as follows. Two points for naming a correct player and then five points for uh, naming the correct manager. So sticking to the theme this week, the first clue will be about the player's transfer and then the other clues will be about career stats. Uh, So now I've got that out of the way. Without further ado, let's start with player number one. So... This player was bought from Newcastle United in 2005-06 season for a fee of £6.75 Notable teams that he played for include Liverpool, West Ham United, Manchester City and Cardiff. He was part of the Great Britain Olympic team in 2012 
And in 2007, he won the Welsh Player of the Year Award. He is currently the Anderlecht Under-21 manager. Who is that player? Luke is smiling. I think this one should potentially... I think my second last clue should have given it away a little bit. But, I mean, I'm interested to see who you two have got. Uh, I wanted to start off a little bit easier for you two. Uh, so, let's go to Luke Henry, who is smiling. Go on, Luke. Craig Bellamy. And Matt Ponter. Yep, Craig Bellamy. Yep, got off to that's a flyer right. there, boys. Yeah, that's correct. Yeah. It was Craig Bellamy. Correct. Okay, moving on to player two. This player transferred to the Premier League in 2010 for a fee of 5.22 million from Lokomotiv Moscow. He spent seven years in English football playing in the Premier League and the Championship. When he first moved to the Premier League, he scored the day after on his debut in a 1-0 win against Sunderland. Although this player never won a competition in his career, he did win the Premier League Player of the Month on three separate occasions in September 2010, April 2011 and February 2010. And one big memory was unfortunately not positive for this player. After he thought he secured a transfer to QPR in 2013 and was left outside the stadium after being refused entry due to no fee being agreed. Now, again, I think I've given it away on that last one because that is a very, very well-known memory. I'm sure Sky Sports <laughs> love to show that one every single time Jim White pops on his little yellow tie. Uh, so we go for Matt Ponto. Who are we saying for that one, Matt? I'm hoping Peter Odenwingy. And Luke? I am in agreement with Mr. Ponta. <laughs> it's funny, though. Da, da, Peter Odenwingy. <laughs> can add that one in. Perfect. Well done. Yeah, we're off to fly again, boys. Yeah, that is 4-4. Well done. Okay, moving on to player number three. It's getting a little bit harder now. This player joined the Premier League in 2006 for a fee of $4 million from New England Revolution in the MLS. Born in Texas, he was capped for the USA 141 times, scoring, in, scoring 57 goals. This player played for two different Premier League clubs, bringing his goal tally in the English top flight to 57 after appearing 218 times. The player finished as a Europa League runner-up in the 2009-10 season and he was a top goal scorer for one of his Premier League clubs on two separate occasions in the 2010-11 season and the 2011-12 season. So we're starting to get uh, a little bit harder now, boys, because I wanted to test your knowledge. Um, so yeah, this player's American, if you couldn't tell. Uh, so have a little think about that one. Uh, Matt Ponter shaking his head, so so he so he's looking pretty confident. And Luke, what are we saying? Are we are we happy with that one, or are we on the edge? I think so. Um, I think I'm going to go straight for a guess and go Clint Dempsey. Um, Matt Ponter. Yeah, it was the year Fulham um, came second to Atletico Madrid. Clint Dempsey. He was on he was on the bench for that game, I believe. I don't, he, I don't hold me to it, but he, come on. Came on against Juventus in the semi-final and scored the goal, didn't they? They put them through, I believe. Um, they won 4-1. But yeah, I say Clint Dempsey. Yeah, that is completely correct, boys. 6-6 six, six going into player number four. So, 
another Brazilian player that has come to the Premier League on a free in the 2012-13 season. Notable clubs that this player played for include Inter Milan, Benfica and Flamengo. After very successful career achievements include Serie A winner five times, Champions League winner in the 2009-10 season and the Copa America in 2004. This player made 24 appearances in the league for his English club after two seasons, all of which came in the 2012-13 season. While playing for this Premier League side, he wasn't the only Champions League winner in the team. Other notable players that were playing for this team include Dribble Cisse, Park Chi Sung and Jose Basingwa. Include that list. Who is that player? Luke's smiling there, so I think he's pretty confident. Matt Ponner, what were you thinking? Can you repeat that last clue again? Yeah. Uh, so, while playing for this Premier League side, he wasn't the only Champions League winner in the team. Other notable players that won the Champions League include Dribbal Cisse, Park Chi Sung, and Jose Basingwa. I'm going to take a guess and yep. go Julio Cesar. Oh, why? And, and Luke? That's exactly what I wrote down. So, we've both gone Julio Cesar. Because of the QPR okay. team. Yeah. Interestingly, uh, you were both correct. Well done, yeah. That is correct. We're both on eight points. Well done, boys. Very good so far. Okay. Now, we're at at that one that maybe uh, I was speaking to Luke before before this, and uh, I did say I had to change a player because I thought it was going to be a little bit too obvious. So, this one might throw you off a little bit. This player started his senior career in the Premier League under this manager. Notable clubs uh, for this player include Chelsea, Bolton, Liverpool and West Brom. He has 26 caps for England. Honours include the Premier League in the 2009-10 season, the FA Cup in the same season and in 2011-12 and the Champions League in the 2011-12 season. His highest transfer fee was from West Brom to Liverpool. For 18 million. Name that player. So this one I thought would throw you off a little bit because I, I didn't really want to have the one I had in there because I think it would have been a little bit too obvious for you two. Um, can you uh, so, clubs, please, Curtis? Is that okay? Just a, which one? What, sorry, clubs. Can you repeat the clubs you just mentioned? Yeah, notable clubs for this player include Chelsea. Bolton, Liverpool, and West Brom. Lovely. Okay. Okay, so uh, I'm trying to think who went first last time. I think it was Matt that went first last time. So we go Luke. Who is it? I'm going to go for Daniel Sturridge. And Matt Ponter. It's a good shout. I don't know. Honestly, do you want a blank? I was thinking, when you said like West Brom to Liverpool, I thought Jerome Sinclair, but that was too early on in his career and that was way, way long ago before the other clues. Um, no, I will draw a blank on that one, unfortunately. And I'm pretty sure Luke is right. That's unfortunate because we both could have had, you both could have had full marks there. But yeah, Luke, you are cor- uh, completely correct there. It is 10 points for Luke and Eight points for Matt Ponter at the end of that round. So after we come back from the next little chat, we're going to come back and we will see who the boys have got down as the manager that links them all together. So without further ado, 
we will back, hand back over to Matt Ponter. Thank you for that round, Curtis. I'm kicking myself with that last one. But hey-ho, let's move away from football and go into our, our next uh, round. It's one of our favourite skills. What is it? Random Topic Generator! That's right. I mean, I can't remember how many random topics we've got left. <laughs> how many did we say last week and the week oh, before? Anyway, basically, <laughs> in front of me, I've got a massive, massive wheel of random topics. In fact, I haven't. Let me load it up. Okay, so in front of me, I've got a massive wheel of probably about 46, 47. I can't remember how many we've got left to go through. Different topics for us to discuss. Now, these could be absolutely anything. We've had the, the favourite uni moment, your go-to McDonald's order. So let's spin the wheel. And okay, that's the wheel span. Now, we've already had some sort of food question before, but this one's a bit different. What is your favourite restaurant and why? I'm going to sort of phrase that question to say, go to restaurant. Like we said with the McDonald's, you go to order. We're going to say, if you're hungry and you say, oh, where do you want to go out to? We go in there. We definitely go in there. Where are we going? We go in there. Curtis, do you want to start us off this week? Yeah, go on. Go on. I'll start off. Uh, first one that instantly came to my head. I think it's a very well-known restaurant across not only the UK, but I think in other countries as well. I think they have it. It has to be a cheeky Nando's. I think, it's going to be very difficult to beat it, really. I mean, I know so many people that, you know, they're, they're, agree, they're in agreement with me for this. There's a reason why they have a card. You know, they give you bonuses and they give you, you know, free things along the way. Um, I mean, I, I've been there countless amount of times. Uh, refillable drinks. That's, that, that, for me, is an absolutely unbelievable thing that Nando's do. Unbelievable. You know, when you're eating your... Uh, your, your chicken or your, your spicy rice, you know, you go back and get a refillable drink. Only controversial thing about Nando's, and this is a make or break for me, is the, is the spice that people have on their chicken. Now, I'm sorry to the listeners that are actually listening to this and that eat this flavour, but the lemon and, the lemon and lime, I'm sorry, I, I, a lemon, I, 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 you know, I don't even know the name because I don't even look at it. When I, when, when I get the menu out, it's not even my peripheral. I don't even look at it at all. You know, for me, it has to be medium or higher. Um, but yeah, Nando's for me, it's an absolutely brilliant restaurant. I recommend it to anyone that's not been there. One of the best restaurants, can't speak highly enough of it. I'm not a spokesperson for them, by the way, but yeah, Nando's for me. Do you get to the point where you just go into the restaurant, you just go straight to the counter and go, I want that? And this is the thing about Nando's, every single time you step in, the waiter says, oh, you know, come and take a seat. Have you, have you been here before? And I give them that little look in the eyes to say, you know, who do you think I am? Who do you think I am? Do you, do you think I'm an alien? Do you, do you know what I mean? But yeah, I, I'm that type of person where I don't even, don't, don't give me the menu. Don't show me where to sit down. Just let me go to the counter. Let me get my food. I know what I'm getting. Butterfly chicken every single time. Spicy rice. Uh, and the other one is a little bit of a toss-up. I go for, you know, the chips or the mashed potato. You know, it's a little bit of a toss-up. But yeah, no, sorry, boys. I'm going on a little bit of a rant. Sorry. The, the halloumi is the starter. And you know what? Interestingly, the halloumi with the jam, I honestly didn't think I would like. But that is one that I do have every now and then for a little treat, Luke. So yeah. next time we go... I know what you're buying me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, you'll be lucky. You'll be lucky. <laughs> I like that. Great spokesperson. Um, 
Ponner, I'm desperate to know what your your uh, favourite restaurant is. <laughs> it's actually quite local. It's not one of these big chains. It's one of my honestly. It's one of my favourite places to go because it has so many personal memories. It's a place called Rainbow Palace, and it's basically this Cantonese restaurant. But um, they have so many different type of menus. But we go once a year. Uh, a friend of mine that works at Halesone Football Club is part of um, a theatre company. He'll do a show. And all of us from Hale Zone and the volunteer group and a few select fans will all join in and we'll go to this place um, and we'll just sit down. There'll be like there'll be like ten or twelve of us that are there, including uh, John, who's the guy that's been in the production. And we'll sit down and they know we've come. Um, there's money behind the bar for drinks straight away, which is fantastic because you know as a student, nothing's better than going oh, free booze. Uh, we sit down. <laughs> And there's not even a menu in front of us because after a while you sort of get used to it. What they do instead, it's, it's like a tenner ahead and you usually get a, a select menu. You know, you'd expect that like, you pick like three or four items off the menu. But what we do instead, because there's like 12 of us, they, we just say, just bring out, bring out a selection of whatever. So like, there's this massive spinny circle. Like, you know, in like Wheel of Fortune, you spin it and whatever it lands on. <laughs> Is, is the food that you sort of have massive spinning circle we have a great time there all the time and the food is absolutely spot on every time from the from the chicken to the beef to the noodles to the prawn crab you, you name it they've got everything that you'd ever want well me and Curtis are looking forward to coming for them I have to say I mean, <laughs> that is a good description I'm looking forward um Curtis obviously the now right I was having this chat with my friend actually boys and I think you might be able to help me you know when you talk about McDonald's and KFC, is it me, right? Or do you have this thing? No, no, hear me out, hear me out. Do you have this thing where you have a McDonald's, yeah, and it's, it's convenient. But when you say, shall we have a KFC, it's a little bit more, ooh, do you know what I mean? A bit more excitement in it. You don't just go, oh, should we just go and grab the KFC? You're like, do you fancy a KFC? You go, oh, go on then. But then like, should we just go and get Maccas? Yeah, why not? Do you know what I mean? It's more easy. And I have that with the Nando's and Wagamama's. Do you know what I mean? Nando's is, yeah, should we just go for a Nando's? But then if you turn around and go, wait, do you fancy a Wagamama's? You're like, oh, yeah. Oh, oh that's a shout. And that's what I like. I love a Wagamama's because it's always that time. I, I tend to go to a lakeside shopping centre. It's in Essex. Go with mum and dad. And it'll get to about half seven. And, you know, we'll just do that look to each other. And we'll go, fancy a Wagamama's? And it'd be like, oh, yeah. And then the chili squid for the starter, the katsu curry. And sometimes the desserts are not too bad, too. Um, and, yeah, I just, I, I've got to say, I do love a Wagamama, boys. I mean, I mean, put it this way. I was on a lad's holiday. And um, obviously on a lad's holiday, you don't eat particularly well. And you drink a little bit too much. You start replacing the drink for breakfast and lunch sort of thing. Sex on the beach and all of that, whatever. And I think it got to one of the days during the week. And I was walking down the strip. And what did I see? A Wagamama's. And what did I do? I queued up and got a takeaway Wagamama's. And I sat there on our balcony and had a katsu curry. There's some things you can't go without with, boys. And a katsu curry is one of them. So <laughs> I'd have to say a Wagamama's is, is, um, is up there. It's really up there. Well, there you go. Well, I can't well, I tell you what. Fan. I tell you what, boys, if we come out of this discussion and one of us isn't put, put as a spokesperson for one of these restaurants, I don't know what we've done wrong. Oh, no. I mean, I'm hungry, to be fair now. I'm starving. I think I want a bit of waggers, a bit of Nando's, and I want whatever Potter's restaurant owns as well. I have some chicken and beef on the side. That sounds lovely. Well, anyway, that was the uh, random topic generator. And as Luke said and Curtis have said, well, you know, we're all owners of these companies now. So uh, if you need to know anything about Nando's, 
you can approach Curtis. If you need to know anything about Waggers, you can approach Luke. And if you need to know anything about a really small restaurant called Rainbow Palace on the Stalbridge Road, you know where I am. I think we should go back over to Curtis Goodwin uh, because we have to find out who the manager is and we have to try and guess who the manager is of uh, round two. So now we've got a little bit of time to quickly think about who, what manager links all these players together. Oh, oh. <laughs> it's a tough it's a tough one this week, boys. I think the last couple I, I tried to throw you off a little bit. So it's gonna be interesting to see who actually gets this one. Um but you have had a little bit of time to to have a little Wait, think. I was thinking I, I had a bit of time to think about the restaurant thing. <laughs> oh, yeah, I, haven't actually had that. I mean I mean to... that, in fairness, Matt, that is as important. <sighs> yeah, well I've got my um I had a wagamama speech that I I prepared earlier in advance, even though I didn't know it was a random topic generator as well, to be honest. I just had it here, just on the side, like all my Arsenal stats and figures as well. It's just there for when I need it, when I go on CEO business trips. Um, I've got three managers. Um, do we get any clues, Curtis, on this or not? Uh, no, just be- just before we do go to uh, any any guesses, I'll just name out the play uh, the players again, just for the listeners um, at home. Uh, so we had Craig Bellamy, we had Peter Odenwingy. We had Clint Dempsey, we had Julio Cesar, and we had Daniel Sturridge. Um, so clues. Uh, I can't unfortunately give you any clues, but I've given you an, I've given you those five players. Uh, so it's going to be a little bit difficult for me to, to give you. But um, I'm interested to hear. I'm interested to hear the guesses. Uh, so you've got three in your head at the moment, Luke and Matt. Have you got any guesses in your head? I've got. Don't tell the I've got. No, I've got a few clubs in my head that I'm thinking, well, it yeah. could have been could under have been. such and such, and it could have been under such and such at that club. Yeah. I'm just trying to think of... There it really is. Uh, former player, former player, and also played for quite oh, a few no, I mean, clubs as a player. His managerial career has been quite... Yeah, managerial a, career, yeah. He, he's, been, he's been around, around the country. Well, oh, around the country? Yeah. Oh, okay. Around the country. Blimey. I'm Ah, 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 yes. Is oh, it? Matt seems happy. Well, I've got a name and I'm just trying to match him to the other place. Oh, <laughs> <God>. <laughs> oh no. It must be. Oh, it is. Peter with. Bad day. <laughs> <laughs> That was the answer a couple of weeks ago. That's been and gone. No, it's not. It's it's no, but he's not. Oh no, it can't be. Oh, I, I, <laughs> this is. Great. I had I had I had a, a name, but because you said he's not a current manager, it can't be him. Did you have Roy Hodgson? Yeah. Oh, do you know what? I think I've got one. I've just realised you can't. It's, that isn't a bad what? shout, actually. Roy Hodgson is not from, a bad shout. Apart. Yeah. Apart from Julio Cesar, Roy Hodgson could be an answer to that. That is not a bad shout. I think you're missing one player, but I on. think I've got it. I think I've got it. I'm going to go with what I think I've got because we're on a time constraint here. We, I mean, we get this okay. idea from the <laughs> magical matter face that did the TalkSport quiz. Um, and we, we, we're talking about 45 minutes to do it every Friday and we don't have 45 <laughs> minutes because that'd be the whole podcast. Um, <laughs> Okay, I'm going to go for mine first because I've got an answer. I've tried to work go on. quick time. I'm going to go for Mark Hughes. I'm that sure is exactly the same name that I was scrambling to write down. On the pure fact... That he's managed that, Bolton, isn't he? 
I was I was going off the fact of Julio Cesar because he only yeah, played for QPR. what QPR, yeah. and uh, the only two managers I can remember were Harry Redknapp yeah. and Mark Hughes. Now yeah. Harry Redknapp has not managed Craig Bellamy. No, or I'm not Sturridge sure. probably. I don't know about Sturridge either. So yeah, Mark Hughes yeah, is what we'll both go for. Yeah, you're both correct. Five points each yeah. for that. Yeah. So he so he managed Craig Bellamy at Blackburn, Keith and Wingy at at Stoke City. Clint Dempsey at Fulham, Julio Zazar at QPR, and Daniel Sturridge at Manchester City. Yeah, yeah, cool. So forget- five points for there, boys. Well done. <laughs> oh, you forget he was manager of City for a while. No, I knew it was City. I couldn't do Blackburn. <laughs> Blackburn. Well. Anyway, now now that's over. It really is time for the. It's the theme of the week. Theme of the week. Theme of the week. What's the theme? We don't know. We're about to find out. Theme of the week. Yes, it's time for the theme of the week. And this round, I'm taking it for the first time. And it's a bit weird uh, doing the end round. Um, I've been been in action for the past 35 minutes and now I'm having a break and I'm um, giving the boys some questions to answer themselves. So this round is called Switch. The only reason I called it Switch is so we can put a bit of Will Smith music in the background. Then let's switch. You know, you know what the round is. It's all about transfers this theme, um, this week, sorry, should I say. Um, so, yeah, I'm going to ask you 10 questions. There's about 15 points. There may be 11 questions if you want the bonus question as well. And all you've got to do is tell me the players or the clubs um, that I'm looking for. All right, without further ado, let's play Switch. Okay, boys, can you tell me the name of the first million-pound player? He moved from Birmingham City to Nottingham Forest in 1984. What's the theme? Theme of the week. What's his name? Name of the week. I know this player. Yeah, player oh, of the okay week. Then. Because you know this, I'm going to come over to Curtis Goodwin straight away. Then, uh, Curtis, who was the first million-pound player who moved to Nottingham Forest in 1984? Uh, I'll go John Fashionu. Okay, and Matt Ponter. I've gone for Trevor Francis. Okay, Matt Ponter takes the lead one 0 The answer is uh, Trevor Francis. Moving swiftly on to question two, boys. In 1996, Alan Shearer became the world's most expensive football player when he moved to Newcastle United from Blackburn Rovers for £15 million. But can you tell me where Alan Shearer played before he moved to Blackburn? Oh, a yes, a yes, like Curtis is watching Arsenal. Great pass. Uh, Curtis, can I come over to you straight away then? Yeah, no worries. Uh, I've seen it, actually, interestingly. Uh, It's Southampton. Okay, and Matt Ponter. Yeah, Southampton until what, 1992, something like that? I think it was nine. Yeah, I can't. I don't have that in front of me. Uh, but he moved at the time for a British transfer record transfer fee at the time, and then moved to become the world's most expensive football player. So yes, Southampton is right. Points to both of you as we approach question three, moving very nicely. Okay, so the news today about Sol Campbell has left his role at Southend, uh, but Sol Campbell moved to the Arsenal from Tottenham in 2001 and became the first player to earn £100,000 a week. However, boys, can you tell me which striker joined Manchester United for a British record transfer fee at the time of £19 million? He won his first title in 2002 and three season before later playing for Real Madrid. Okay. Okay, I think that's enough time. A very well-known striker. Matt Ponter, any ideas? Um, I've got two players in my head, actually. Okay. I'm going to go for... I hate you for this. 
Thank you. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna no. I'm gonna go for Rude Van Nistelrooy. Okay. And uh, Curtis Goodwin. Thanks. Any ideas? Yeah, Rude Van Nistelrooy. Okay, boys. Why'd you hate me if you get the right answer? See, trust <laughs> yourself. Correct. Well, so, I mean, it's just it's just because I had a, a couple of other players in my head, but then I realised no, actually that. They weren't even strikers. So, well, I let you off because I, I there was I was going to change that question, and the original question I had was which midfielder from Lazio did Manchester United sign? But I didn't know how difficult that would be. The answer was Juan Sebastian Veron. Um, Veron. Ah, sure. mm. uh, you would have got it. So now, you, was, now you said it. Now you said, now it, you said it, it. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, boys. Question four. He later Veron actually moved to Chelsea, and question four is all about Chelsea Football Club. So from 2004 to 2006, Chelsea produced the high, the most expensive signing of them summer windows. In 2006, they brought Andrei Shevchenko in from AC Milan for £30 million. But boys, can you tell me the two players that were playing in France that were signed in both for £24 million and £24.4 million in the years 2004 and five? That's the year Chelsea first won the Premier League, wasn't it? So in the 2004-5. And obviously oh, they had been brought by Abramovich in 2003, spent loads of money. And in 2004, spent 24 million on a striker. And in 2005, spent 24.4 million pounds on a midfielder. But who yeah. were the players? Ponta, I'm going to hold your thoughts but because you answered first last time. So I'm going to check in with the old Curtis Goodwin uh, because he's looking a bit puzzled. Um, I wonder if he's got any ideas. Curtis? Yeah. Um, striker, I'll go Didier Drogba. And um, midfielder. You, hold on, hold on. We'll stop you there. We'll stop you there. Right, Ponta, are you in agreement, or do you like? I'm to... in agreement with Drog. I'm in agreement with Drog, but I'm trying to think of the midfielder. Okay, midfielder. Kirsten, I will come over to you for the midfielder first. Uh, was it Essien? Okay, and I'm going to go to Matt Ponta. And he's French, yeah. No, he's not French. They were playing. Oh, he's not France. French. Oh, they were playing in France he's at the time. Oh, oh. Well, it's a shame because I'm pretty sure that's when they got Petr Cech, but he's not a midfielder, is he? No, I don't know the second one. I'm going to guess, but I know he won't. I don't think he was playing in France at the time, but someone like Arjen Robben. But I, I think he was still in in Holland at the time. Okay, so you both got DA Jogba. You both get a point. However, Curtis gets two points because it was Michael Essien. He moved from Lyon to Chelsea in 2005. Um Okay then, boys, moving on to question five. In the summer of 2009, the transfer window was rocked when Cristiano Ronaldo made that summer move to Real Madrid for £80 million. But can you tell me, boys, what other forward left Manchester United that summer? He joined up with an ex-Arsenal striker with his club paying £25 million for both players. But who were they? I'm going to be very cruel. You only get one point if you give me both players. Okay, Matt Ponter, do you want to give me one answer? Wait, how much did they go for? Uh, this club paid twenty-five million pounds per player. Don't think too much about the play, uh, the, the the cost. Think about the player. And it's the same season that Ronaldo left. Same season that Ronaldo left. Was one of them? Was one of them Fraser Campbell? That would be my first guess. Okay, Curtis, any ideas? So we have to name. Two, they're both Man United players. No, no, no. No. Okay, no, no, that's fine, that's fine, that's fine. I've got it. I've oh, got it then. That's fine. oh that's now fine. you've said that, that completely. Sorry, no, that's answer. fine. I've got it. I think I've, I've got, got it. Go on then, Curtis. You give me one of your answers. Uh, Carlos Tevez, I think, okay. was one. And Matt Ponto, do you want to give me the answer to the second one? <laughs> no. <laughs> um, 
I really should have done my transfer brush-ups. I'm going to go with someone like Darren Bent. Okay, so Matt, I'm taking Fraser Campbell and Darren Bent. Curtis, any ideas? Uh, Carlos Tevez and Adebayar. Okay. Curtis has got the two points. They are both the correct answers. Boys, you listen to the question. Manchester United, Carlos Tevez left and ex-Arsenal striker joined Manchester City. Manchester City paid £25 million for both the players. Yeah. And Tevez and Adebayor spearheaded, well, I say spearheaded, but came to City and the rest is history, as we know, being Arsenal fans. Okay, but boys, you can redeem yourselves because I'm staying with Real Madrid because ironically, in the same transfer window, before they signed Ronaldo, they had already completed the world record transfer move, signing a Brazilian from Italy for £56 million. But who was he? Amazing. They already broke their transfer record and decided to break it even more. Who did they sign from Italy for £56 million? Ponta, do you want to redeem yourself on this one? Uh, yeah, I can try. Um, if, I'm, if I'm correct, he was on the cover of FIFA 11 and probably the key player because that was the first FIFA I bought on the new, the new console. And this is the only reason I'm going to say is Kaka. Okay, Curtis? Yeah, Kaka. Okay, boys, you are both correct. The answer is Kaka. Okay, then. Uh, I think number six is a nice, easy question. We'll move on. Um, Fernando Torres moved to Chelsea for £50 million. An astonishing deal in in 2011. And obviously, Luis Suarez and Andy Carroll then went to Liverpool. But how much was the former Newcastle man signed for? Okay, not too long on this one. Uh, Curtis, I'm going to come over to you first. Um, Any ideas? 40 million. Okay. And Matt Ponter? 35 million. Okay. Someone's got it bang on the nose. And that is Matt Ponter. It was 35 million. It was the British record transfer from Newcastle to Liverpool. Okay. So, boys, these next two questions. One of you may like the first one, then one of you may like the second one. You'll see what I mean as I repeat this question in question seven. So 2013 came and all the Arsenal fans were ecstatic as Meza Ozil smashed our transfer record. But who was Arsenal's record signing before Mesut Ozil came to the Emirates Stadium? That's all right for you guys, isn't it? Well, it's all right for me. <laughs> I, I know it and I've, I've got the answer in front of me. It's whether Curtis knows it. Oh, yeah, you said you... Th- oh, oh, thanks, yeah. Thanks for that, you know. Oh, it's all right if Curtis gets it. Well, yeah, but hold on. Wait till question eight. Okay, it shouldn't be too long. So, um, Matt, I'll come to you first because obviously... Oh, would you like a clue? No... Okay, I'll, I'll, I'll play it safe. I'm going to say Mustafi. Okay. And uh, Curtis? Uh, was it Santi Cazorla? Oh. I'm disappointed in you, Curtis. I have to be honest. I'm very disappointed. The answer is not. It was Andre Arshavin from Zenit for £15 oh, million yeah. pounds in 2009. Curtis. So, Ponta, see? See? It's a tough question, but it's an Arsenal question. Let's see if you can redeem yourself by it, boys. Okay, so question eight in 2015. Aston Villa spent just under £10 million for this Barcelona player. It's not quite worked out for him, but he's still a Premier League player. What's his name? (laughs) Now you're laughing. Now you're happy. One question for Arsenal, one question for Villa. Hooray. Former Barcelona player. Yeah. Yeah. Don't believe it. He's still a Premier League player. Yeah, yeah. He's now. Well, he is. I said it. The question. He's still a Premier League player. What's his name? Yeah. Let Curtis go first. I am going to let Curtis I'm go sure. first. Don't you? 
Um, God, my head's gone blank after that Santi Gazzola answer. Um, <laughs> oh, I'll go Pepe Reina. Okay, I mean, no. Matt Ponty, can you tell me um, who the answer is? I don't get any bonus points for saying any of the stats that I know about this player because no. we've had some... Well, he played once for Barcelona before he moved to Villa. Yeah. It's Adam, it's Adam Traore. Correct. We... He scored... He didn't even score for... I think he played like 10 or 11 games for Villa. Then we got rid of him to Middlesbrough. He, he came to Villa Park. He came to Villa Park with Middlesbrough got sent off after like five minutes and the fans really loved that because Traore didn't... He didn't seem to want to play for Villa. As soon as he went to Middlesbrough, he played for him. And now look at him at Wolves. He's a beast. Absolute fantastic player for Wolves. Fantastic. Another, another, it's, it's, it's another one that Villa let go. We had Peter Crouch when Peter Crouch was young back in 2003. Look at him when he spearheaded his career. We had David James in goal for crying out loud. He went on to play for England. Villa have got that, that, that thing. Where, well, that's why uh, I put it in, just to make you sob about Villa more. And don't worry, Kurt, when we do the outtake, we'll make sure we put that in the bloopers, how you think Pepe Reina was a Barcelona winger as well. I don't worry, I heard that as well. Okay, <laughs> moving on to question nine, boys. Okay, so Liverpool have been recently crowned champions, and credit to them, they've been absolutely fantastic over the course of the season. But can you tell me, boys, in order, who costs more in these transfers? Christian Benteke, Alex Oxlade-Chamberlain, Sadio Mane and Roberto Firmino. I want you to put them in order of most expensive to least expensive. You get two points if you get all four correct in order and one point if you get two in the right place or three in the right place. Can, can you just say the players' names again? Yeah. Yes, yeah. I can. So you've got Sadio Mane, you've got Christian Benteke, you've got Alex Oxlade-Chamberlain and you've got Roberto Firmino. I think this is a great time to tell me that the scores are seven all at the moment in time. So it's bang level. Oh. So we have to put them in order, yeah? Yes, please. Yeah. Right. Okay, then. Curtis, I'm going to come to you first. I want... Well, the... well done. Oh, come on. You don't need that much time. They're champions. Come on. Hang about. I'm not got... We've got things to do, people to see, places to go, even though we're in a lockdown. Curtis, I want to come to you first. I want to know your order from the least expensive to the most expensive. Okay, least expensive, uh, I think, was Firmino. Uh, then I went Sadio Mane. Then I went Alex Oxlade-Chamberlain. Then I went Christian Benteke. Okay. Just repeat that again, Curtis, for me, please. Least expensive, Firmino. Yep. Then it was Mane. Yep. Then it was Ox. Yep. Then it was Benteke. Okay, then. And Matt Ponto, I'm coming over to you. Okay, now I've had a little bit of time. Okay, hey, thank you. <laughs> um, I agree with Firmino uh, being the least expensive. Yep. I've then gone Benteke. Okay. Then Mane. And then Oxley chamberlain Okay. So, without further ado, I will reveal the answers. So, in, for £29 million was Roberto Firmino in last... Then, a staggering £32.5 million saw Christian Benteke move to Anfield before £34 million saw Sadio Mane move from Southampton to Liverpool. And then Oxley chamberlain 
was £35 million from, from Arsenal to Liverpool. So Matt Ponter gets all four points because it's bang on the money. Curtis only gets one, I'm afraid. I didn't put Mohamed Salah in because that would have been very, very cheeky as him and apparently him and Mane both cost the same money without all the extra add-ons and whatnot. So Ponta storms in the lead with four extra points. But boys, this is the, the last uh, question. Okay. Uh, in fact, there's two more questions. There's a bonus question, but I'll let you... You, you don't have to answer it if you don't want to. Uh, so I, I couldn't do a question without talking about Newcastle United. Today is the day that Alan Pardew's contract has finally ended. That eight-year contract is gone. There is no more Alan Pardew hovering over Newcastle. He maybe hasn't been there for so long. But can you tell me the two players that are still there today that he signed? I'll give you a clue. They both featured in the Cup quarter-final defeat to Manchester City on Sunday. Curtis, you look quite okay with that. You seem okay. Yeah, I think, I think I'm all right. One of, them, one of them? Yeah, just one, please. Yeah. Uh, Andy Carroll, I think, was one. Okay. And Matt Ponter? John Joe Shelby. Okay. And the other one, boys? I went oh, Shelby. God, I'll go Ponter first. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'd have gone for Carroll and Shelby. Carroll and Shelby. And, and Curtis? Carroll, Shelby. Okay, so, boys, you're both wrong. The answers I'm looking for are Jamal Lascelles from Nottingham Forest. And Caldaro, the keeper, who played for Nottingham. Wow. So no points each there. Okay. But don't worry, there's one more question, a little bonus question that I thought, you know, I thought, you know what, I'm going to use it. So it's all to do with Manchester City. Yes, the club Manchester City. I know, they've seen abundance of strikers walk through the door in recent years. We've seen like the likes of Jesus, Aguero, Balotelli, and even Jotovic and players like that. We forget to name a few. But can you tell me the ex-striker that played for another Premier League club that are now currently in the Championship? I can give you a clue if you want. Was he a flop? Would he have been listed as like a flop sort of striker? For both teams, no. Not in my opinion. For Manchester City, I think he was quite underrated. And for this Championship side, I think he was... Well, that Premier League side that later got relegated, I think he was very good. Right. But all you're telling me, boys, is who the striker was. Um, Do you want a clue? Yeah. Curtis, yeah. would you like a clue or are you okay? Yeah, go on. I'll, go. I'll take the clue. If I told you the striker was Spanish, would that help? Or throw you off even more? I don't know. Okay, boys, that is enough time. I'm going to go to Matt Ponter first. Any ideas? I've got a couple. And I find that... Does he... Does he still play in the championship now, or was it oh, ages no. ago? He never played in the championship. I, I mean, the club uh, played in the championship. Oh, the club's in the championship. Okay. 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 So, so, so my my educated guess based on all of this would be, I'm pretty sure he did play for City. Is Roque Santa Cruz? Okay. And Curtis, any ideas? Um, I'll go Negredo. Okay. So someone has got the right. Someone has got the right answer. Matt Ponson knows you've got the right answer, Curtis, because you hear the oh, shout in the background. So, Curtis, you do take that bonus point. Um, and, you know, it doesn't help in the, in the context of things, but still, <laughs> points are points. They've got to be nice. Uh, so, at the end of that round, the final scores are Matt Ponson, 11. Curtis Goodwin, 8. Okay, boys. So, totting up the final scores at the end of this round... Um, Curtis, you've got 19 points and finished third. 
Matt Ponto got 24 points and finished second. And somehow, miraculously, <sighs> when I'm not on the stadium quiz, I got 25 points and I'm today's winner. Uh, thank God for that. And I will reveal the overall scores because there has been some sort of change to the old leaderboard. Oh. There is now an official last place. There is a third place at the moment uh, with 58 points. That is Curtis Goodwin. And his second place is me with 64 points. Uh, Ponto is still in the lead with a grand total of 79 points. So, you know, not too far. You know, you're still there, Ponto. How are you feeling about your victory? Well, victory in, on whole, but defeat today. Oh, well, you, you know what they say. It's, uh, it's not over until it's over on this podcast. And, of course, the next goal wins. So we're going to play you another classic commentary clip from one of our favourite transferred players of all time. And here it is. But you've got to tell us who that player is. Good advantage played again by Mark Lattenberg. Sean Wright Phillips. Oh, well, that is the moment that he has dreamt about. And so too of Manchester City. Goal against Arsenal. And he sets off to celebrate like never before. Right, so you can tell us who that was next week. Don't forget to uh, keep an eye out for any extra bonus things that we might or might not be adding for the next Goal Wins podcast over the next couple of weeks. We will have a few different pages set up on social media. We're hoping to get ourselves onto Spotify for this episode at least. We're already on Apple Podcasts. We're already on SoundCloud. We're now on Mixcloud, so you've got no choice. If you want to listen to us, you can listen to us on any platform you want. Anyway, that's it for this week. A huge thank you to Luke Henry. Thank you, Mr. Ponsa. And a huge thank you to Mr. Curtis Goodwin. Thanks, Ponta. And we will see you on the next episode of the next Goal Wins podcast. The podcast that isn't a podcast. Podcast. See you later.